We are here with Adrian Mack and Derek Bolin and myself, Dale DeRuder. Hi, Internet. Uh, thanks for letting me take a break last week when we had uh, who Jeff Porter fill in. Yeah, Jeff Porter from... Uh, I haven't listened to the episode because I only listen to shit that I'm involved with. Derek, fucking just lie. Just lie and say you listen. Nobody will Great episode. Out. Jeff, really appreciate your help. <laughs> uh, and as Dale said, we are joined today by Adrian Mack, the uh, indomitable... Abominable, which how, what do he we is want to from say? a snow covered <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> uh, Adrian, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, you're welcome. I'm very well, thank you. Um, welcome both of you to my uh, outdoor bar. Yeah, it looks very, uh, very. I, I was asking Dale before we started. I was like, does he live on like a, a wilderness retreat? Like, what, what is, what is going on here? Why don't, I live in a, why don't you I live tell a, us what you're up to? I live in a forest. <clears throat> My wife and I decided four years ago that we were going to move to a forest. How's so the manifesto going? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, the, no, uh, the Unabomber got there first, and I don't yeah. think I can improve on his work. You can't, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're pretty the much just, of manifestos. Yeah, you're just yeah, no, he, he, he nailed it. But, um, uh, you yeah, know, so we're out, we're out here in a forest uh, just, you know, trying to get by like the rest of you. We're just... We're just uh, we're a couple of honest folk with Can a bar. Can we tell everybody uh, where you are, or is this a secret? Yeah, I'm on Salt Spring Island. Oh, okay. So everybody here in Vancouver, I don't know about all our listeners across Canada and the world, if they know what Salt Spring Island is, but it's basically, what it, it used to be like a haven for hippies to just go and live away from each other and live their own lives, and now it's kind of like... It yeah. still is, isn't it? What's that? No, not as much as, you, as you'd think. It's actually, um, it, it's a little gentrified now. Uh, I would, wait, wait, I, wait, I would, wait, 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 wait. It was <clears> full <throat> of hippies, and then it got gentrified. Well, Aren't it was full of hippies and hippies? loggers. Oh, so, loggers. so it was. So it always had, you know, it was a fairly polarized island, I think, for a long time. Uh, I could imagine that loggers and hippies were kind of saw the stuff from at, different at ends odds with each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe they were at first. Of course, I wasn't around for that, but then I think they 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 sort of they they fell in love with each other in a way. I mean, there's there's a there's a distinct culture here for sure. Let's I'd not like forget they, they ran all the indigenous people out of here first. Oh. Let's not forget that. But I mean, it was also a it was also a, a haven for uh, uh, Hollywood types for a while. Oh, so, really? so I, yeah, I don't know if you, you guys are probably too young to remember the Rockford Files. I'm aware they, the Rockford Files existed. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not <laughs> sure who the actor was. Was his name Rockford? No, it was James Garner. Rockford would oh. be the character he played. Oh, yeah, that, that makes more sense. But his sidekick in the show was uh, a fellow called Angel. Now, he was played by a fantastic character actor by the name of Stuart Margolin, who yeah. moved up here in the late 60s, just trying to get away from the hurly-burly of Hollywood. Where he, I'll say again, he was a very successful character actor. And he would come up to Salt Spring Island, and now there's a, a road named after him. Oh, cool. And, uh, and, and, you know, he was followed by, I was told recently, for instance, that at, at some point in the 90s, uh, a yacht pulled up down in, uh, I guess, Los Angeles. That's our downtown area. A mm -hmm. yacht pulled up. And, and who should climb off but uh, Lou Reed and Martin Scorsese and a bunch of their fucking rich friends from wherever, New York. Yeah. And apparently they put on they put on a killer show down at the old Fulford Hall. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah, so that kind of thing happens here. It's, it's a that magical was, island. 
that was the beginning of the end. That was when like celebrities wised up to this. Uh, I don't know. Th- I think the beginning of the end was more when, um, uh, you know, global finance went into overdrive and Vancouver became a plaything of the mega rich and a bunch of the, you know, aspirant middle-class people like my wife and myself decided to get the fuck out of there because the city was becoming unlivable. So you're not writing a manifesto then. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like a good opening. Yeah, it sounded like a good opening sentence. The dedication page, yeah, <laughs> dedicated been, to Vancouver. It's been written and rewritten, and I, I don't want to bore you guys with this. Yeah. I, I gather you'd like to talk about the news. Yeah, I'll, I'll save I'll save your manifesto for when it's finished, and I'll read it in its entirety. <laughs> I want to get the still around. Of it. <laughs> One of my first targets is the Lowheed Mall. Just bear that in mind, son. Oh, <laughs> I don't live anywhere near that. The, the mega city of Lowheed now. <laughs> Where do you live, Derek? Like ten blocks from uh, from this guy. So same same oh. kind of area. The the Burquitlam Burquitlam. I'm in like the only high rise in uh, for for miles and miles. And now they're trying. Oh, so to you're go. very visible. Yeah, for now. And then they're starting to build up these uh, you know me- megaliths around me. So I'm I'm about to lose my my status, which is unfortunate. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I'm sorry I'll just to hear have that. To move. Move into a bigger building. <laughs> yeah, your claim to fame. <laughs> do you, do, have either of you guys ever seen the movie Big Meat Eater? No. You know no. That film came out in the uh, early '80s. Anyway, it was all shot in Burquitlam. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah it, uh, was it a high, high, uh, high budget Hollywood flick? Hmm. No, it cost about four hundred dollars, and it oh, was wow. made by uh, you know Vancouver film students back in the late seventies. So it's it's actually it's one of the it's one of the it's one of the great foundational local Vancouver films. It was a, a sci-fi horror musical. Oh wow! Um, and it's that it's, sounds right up your your fucking alley, Dale. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> the, the horror sci-fi. Yes, the musical maybe not. Not a huge fan of the musicals, but. On your recommendation, I'll watch it. Is there anywhere I can find? What was it? Yeah, it just came out on Blu-ray. You don't like musicals? That's unusual I mean, for a welder. The fuck is a Blu-ray? <laughs> what? You say what was what? it called? Heavy meat eater? <laughs> sure. Big meat. <laughs> big meat eater. Oh, big, big meat, meat eater. eater. Now, if you you can actually find a recent column that I wrote about this at uh, I don't want to mention the organization where it was published. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but all right. You, but it, but oh, if you Google the title in my name, you'll see I, I did a little thing on it. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about what makes you such a good guest on our podcast? Because you have a professional opinion. He's got name cachet, folks. Yeah. Especially in Vancouver. Do we want to talk about how you and I both know Adrian? Because uh, at least for me personally, he gave me my first ever formal writing gig. Uh, at a rag called The Nerve Magazine uh, that I actually got introduced to through Dale. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck, how long ago was that? Like 14 years. 13. Yeah, we were just talking 14. about this. Dale yeah. was around at The Nerve when, when my wife Annie was pregnant with our first child, who will be 15 in August. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And I have, I have pictures of, of Dale and my wife uh, when she was nine months pregnant. And the funny part is you can barely tell them apart. <laughs> seriously awesome uh, so yeah yeah you to come on <laughs> i remember <laughs> i remember I'm, I'm well dale 
Dale uh, said to me one day, because you were like an intern, did we pay you? No, I didn't get paid. I was like the graphic Did you pay anyone? Because I don't pay. I got paid. All yeah. right. Well, well you, you were like the editor. Like, yeah. No, I was a music editor. Michael Mann was taking a small bursary as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your viewers and listeners are familiar with his work. Do you remember, do you remember a few years ago when people were printing, uh, what was it? Fuck Michael Mann t-shirts. Do you remember that? No. Was that- I was no, the, but- I- didn't live Let's go in, into I it. moved back to Vancouver six years ago, so this might have been... Oh, where did you go? Um, I went to Calgary. Oh, why? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I got sick of Vancouver and I got sick of being poor, so I went to Calgary and then I got a graphic design job, and then when I got sick of that, I became a welder and then I moved back here. So I went to Calgary to be a graphic designer, <laughs> which makes sense. And I came back here to be a welder, which makes even which more sense. Which also makes sense. <laughs> Home of the trades, <laughs> Vancouver, BC. So yeah, let's, hey, let's, let's throw Michael Mann under the bus and not give him a chance to uh, stick up for himself and just talk well, about I, him for I, the whole podcast. I don't, think it, I don't think it's throwing him under the bus. I think, you know, as, as a, uh, 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 one of nature's uh, great provocateurs, <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, like that. <laughs> he would be happy to be commemorated in this way. But yeah, a few years ago, he, he wrote an article for a, a publication in Vancouver, I'd prefer not to name, uh, but had quite a readership at the time. And, uh, and it, the, the article was a, an opinion piece about how um, indie bands should cease and desist from turning to crowdfunding as a source of finance i could see how many people in indie bands would take umbrage Uh, umbrage with that yeah it it was it was uh it it caused quite the commotion to the extent that uh people started printing and selling t-shirts fuck michael mann on them i think they were selling them out of the basement of the waldorf well that's and it was it was quite a hot item for a while i would i bet michael mann has multiple of those shirts and yeah i think he collected a few yeah. that's a, he just has a closet full of them and he wears a different one every day i, I remember michael mann when we all worked at the nerve and he wrote an article about the abbotsford band you say party we say die and he said ah. something about and it was like it was two married couples there was like two females and then two males and they, it was like what was that band like abba or something but they played indie music yeah and he said something about them having sex with each other or something. And yeah, they no. What happened? You, it's you know, memory is a funny thing, Dale. Uh, we all we all remember things differently. <laughs> uh, but the, the the feature, the feature was actually written by by another fellow um, yeah. who was quite upset because what happened was they provided a photograph of the band and and the two women in the band were punching each other out and yeah. covered in blood mm-hmm. it wasn't real it was all staged yeah but it but it, they were covered in blood and uh yeah mike michael did a cut line that's the the the, the little caption under the photo yeah that was i don't remember what it was exactly but i do remember that it was deeply offensive <laughs> oh wait <laughs> and, wasn't it they were fighting uh, they were fighting over who got to have sex with the bass player i think it was something like that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and, and I mean, a lot of hate mail. And yeah, I mean that's an no, obvious this, joke because nobody fucks the bass player ever. That's not, <laughs> that's not something that happens. Yeah, and then and then they ended up being like 
like highly religious or something and took yeah they they were and they're lovely people and and so this is you know this is in no way uh any of us here dumping on um the good folks of you say party we yeah say, i don't i don't want to dump on them to i do enjoy their music <laughs> are they yeah, still they're really around, good. do you know no no i don't think they are i mean you know what happened of course their, yeah. their drummer died on stage literally died yeah yeah, yeah that's really terrible. harsh and i think i think that really fucked a lot of people up mm-hmm. so um hard However, to come back from that uh, you know um uh but where were we they were good good band yeah i like we were talking so we're talking about the nerve. We got into Mac. You are right at home in, on this podcast because we know we cannot avoid fucking tangents for the life of us. So uh, I had talking some about feedback recently, and people told me that they loved the the tangents the most. So we have, they, yeah no, we have we have big followings in the uh, ADHD crowd, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we and then Mac went on to serve as was the editor in chief of a uh, unnamed. Vancouver. I, w- I was the movie section editor okay. uh, for almost 10 years, and then I was laid off uh, temporarily, temporarily laid COVID, off. For COVID, or was this before? Yeah, as a matter of, so you've heard of this. <laughs> yeah. I've had a run in, well, I haven't had a direct run in <laughs> with COVID, running. but I've seen it in the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so I'm one of its biggest victims. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I uh, sponsored that opinion. You suffered more than anyone. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> Max, the most hard done by by COVID nineteen. So I don't, you know, I don't like cool. to. I don't, I don't want to. I'm not asking for sympathy. Yeah. But um, hey, do you, do you want, want us to get you crowdfunded? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Maybe Michael Mann will write an article about you. Yeah, right. Give uh, us yeah, money no, was, to our uh, Patreon, and we'll make sure Adrian Mac gets all of it. And we won't that, that would be great because I do actually need uh, one or two or a dozen more income streams right now. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, I was the movies section editor. Uh, yeah. At that, at this, for this, uh, it's a local Vancouver arts and entertainment weekly, which was it's kind of funny. Not really. Are we, but are we not saying the name? No, we're, not, we're just not going to say the name. I don't okay. know. Like, everybody, everybody fucking knows. I don't want to give them any. <laughs> all right. Just, all right. We'll, let, we'll, let, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll just no, no. sidestep it. It's here's good. the thing. They, 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 they were bought. This was a, a Vancouver institution. Had mm-hmm. been around for uh, as long as me. I'm, I'll turn uh, either 53 or 54 on my next birthday. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, that year you lost. Or was what, it, or what, was it once you pass 45, is there – why count? It's like well, once that's, you that's 45 and then it's like hmm. – that's the thing it's really yeah. just how much longer will the prostate hold out yeah um but uh uh they got purchased yeah you know uh just before covid came down Ooh, which is like uh, gotta be like the like unluckiest buy in fucking history oh yeah like buy that's a gotta... newspaper buy a newspaper right oh. before a global pandemic and mm-hmm. um uh so, uh, so there's, there's some irony to all of this, I suppose. Well, actually, I just want to butt in here a sec. Newspapers... They weren't bought by, like, Conrad Black or anything, were they? This was like a... <laughs> no. Conrad no. Black, does he mean anything anymore? I saw oh, a tweet today that, that was that like... Conrad... Well, him and Post Media, they're like... <laughs> Selling and buying from each other. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's but it. I, but Conrad Black will still put out an opinion once in a while. Yeah. And then the world rises against him. <laughs> Just to squash him down every time he dares show his ugly face. They're like, oh, that guy's still around. Let's get him. 
<laughs> yeah. Should have yeah. stayed in jail. <laughs> anyway, that was a long-ass preamble into who the fuck Adrian Mack is. Uh, Mack, thank you for joining us. Mm, yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, this, this is a current events podcast, so we're going to be talking about current events. I don't know All if right. you get those on Salt Spring Island. By but, the time uh, they get here, they're a bit stale. They're, they're not current. <laughs> like, but but you, sure. Have you heard about this pandemic? Um, but I think... Pandemic? I don't know, I'm still thinking about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet, I oh, bet you love we that now that you're... That. Uh, oh, I don't love it, but yeah. You're a huge uh, conspiracy guy, and you're actually mm. one of the people I used to go to whenever I had any conspiracy questions or anything. Let's, so, let's dive into that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's even though it's not current right now, I'd like to hear your professional opinion on it because you've, you're not necessarily like a lawyer or anything, but you've researched a lot of conspiracies. So you would know when a blatant, like, just run us through it. Well, I think, I think from the right away, I got to say we're suffering from category error here. I'm not even sure what you mean by conspiracy theory. It's a, it's a debased and devalued term that is generally used, <laughs> generally used to, um, uh, you know, shut down uh, dialogue. Um, yeah. So, so I don't, I, I try not to, to use it. However, you're right, Dale. There was a time when I delved, uh, uh, you know, wholeheartedly into these things uh, because I, because I did want to know, what do, and what I, and I think, I think then, it's, like... I think it's, I think it's better, better described as, as uh, secret or occluded history, you know, ah, and, and, I like that. If, and if you want to talk about Epstein, it, it's not even occluded. It's all out there. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the conspiracy part is uh, from my point of view, the way that um, it's reported. And I think it's been reported very poorly. Uh, and I, I don't think that's accidental. And I noticed that there's a Netflix show just just uh, was just launched. Did you watch it. any of that at all? No, I haven't watched it. Um, but here's here's what I suspect I'll see if I do watch it. I think mm -hmm. it will not it will not delve into his intelligence connections or yeah. the, um, uh, the 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 longstanding game. Uh, the, the both the U.S. intelligence community and the Israeli intelligence community have been playing for for decades, and really for a very long time, um, in blackmailing uh, politicians and running control files on on people, uh, prominent public figures, and so forth. And Epstein was just the latest in a long line of those types of people. Um, so yeah, I mean to 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 watch. I mean the the, the fact that. Um, that you will still see people defending a Bill Clinton or, or trying to minimize his role. The fact that uh, this thing is so enormous that a fucking member of the British Royal family was considered expendable, you know, like if they had, because in, inevitably when, when a scandal like this surfaces, somebody has to be thrown under the bus. And in this case, they chose Prince fucking Andrew to throw and, under the bus. And you got so to you have to ask the yourself, yeah, who's but. being protected and what's being protected? So I, so I think, you know, I think the Epstein thing is, should be, you know, the scandal of the age or the most recent scandal of the age, but it's, it won't be, it will be, um, it'll, it, the, the information that you receive about it will be largely controlled, very carefully controlled. 
So I don't think I don't think that makes me a conspiracy theorist. I just think that makes me a you know a realist. A realist. And my and my my project back then, Dale, was to just <laughs> figure out you know it was it was really about divining the truth from from the the sort of the media noise. And and my big obsession at the time was the Kennedy assassination, and and it still is to be honest. And and I'll, I will always maintain and argue with people that if you understand what happened with Kennedy, then you can understand what's happening at any given time, and you can see to the bottom of any number of of state crimes or scandals. You know, um, that's what it was really about. And I, and then on the other hand, I have to add that you know if if you're reading QAnon and believing it, then you need to really think again. Um, so, the, so there's this fake dialectic between the quote unquote conspiracy theorists on the right yeah. and the educated liberals in the middle. Who who tend to be a little smug in their um, in their the judgment uh, of that or yeah exactly exactly because I th- you know I think those two sides deserve each other they're both wrong <laughs> you know <laughs> well because there are almost like conspiracy like if you look at using nine eleven as example like there's there's tiers of conspiracy that are like some are just like batshit insane and never believable in a million years and then there's this like undercurrent where you're like the U.S. intelligence community had uh, advanced foreknowledge of this happening and and permitted it to happen to like have the and to me that's that's the believable part of it and then all this other shit that kind of got lumped in there uh, and yeah, you're I, referencing QAnon now as as a good example of like we've hit a point in our culture where people are so skeptical of of mainstream media that that they'll just like glom onto anything that presents itself as uh counter to that and i think mm-hmm. that's why we're seeing a lot of these like uh like honestly fucking like crazy <laughs> conspiracy theories catching on with people yeah i think you're completely right and 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 i would further to that i would um my belief anyway is that a lot of those things actually are also cooked up by think tanks and intelligence agencies i i would not be remotely surprised to discover that qAnon for instance was coming out of some back room of the nsa or the cia or any one of the other how many 18 intelligence agencies that the us uh currently employs uh, or maybe it's a private intelligence agency. I don't. You, who knows? But but I but I you know the idea that there's a controlled opposition uh, has been around for a very long time. In the same way that there are agents provocateurs out there, um, it's 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 in the interest of the state at all times to discredit anything that um, that might reveal their uh, their own their crimes. Right. I so, want to just. Sorry, I, had, I, I remember mean, having an argument with yeah. a friend that I told I I I believe the 9/11 Truth Movement was uh, was the uh, an operation that was run out of some some sort of intelligence community. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, because it all it did was discredit what should be very obviously uh, a cover up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's and and now you know victims families uh, families of the victims are trying to you know sue the Saudi government because. Uh, so much of the financing it has been revealed came from Saudi Arabia. Came directly well, from so, al- so already, here's my point, and then I'll let you speak, Dale. Okay. Here's you my don't point. have to do that. Don't worry about letting Dale speak. Don't he's, listen to he's Dale. He's hundred hundreds of episodes. Don't listen to Dale. Anybody who said, you know, 15 years ago, there's been a, there's a cover-up with 9-11 would have got shouted down, right? And, and the, the fact that the 9-11 commission report deliberately excluded Saudi Arabia in from 
that's just one of the things that, that, it, that it excised from its report. It tells you that, well, of course there was a, a cover-up. It's really just that simple. You were lied to about that. You mm -hmm. So you don't have to start talking, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to be fucking stupid about it and say no plane hit the Pentagon. You just have to point out that the U.S. government lied about this thing and, and we've been in a state of war ever since. Mm -hmm. That's all. I just wanted to. I'm done now. The, yeah. The well, I had a great I segue that Dale's going to fuck up by saying something dumb. But oh, go no, ahead. This go is ahead, the best segue from taking me being told I'm not allowed to call Adrian a conspiracy theory into current events <laughs> is he mentioned agent provocateurs a little bit ago. And oh, you nailed it. Dale, you're doing <laughs> a lot of reports Good. of said agent provocateurs in Minneapolis where they're saying that white supremacists were either bust in or came in on their own. And even police officers were start who were the ones who actually started the looting and started burning stuff. Do we want to do a little background on this first? Uh, George Floyd murdered by a cop. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We should probably talk about the events that led up. Kneeled to... on his neck for nine minutes. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, have you watched, like I watched the video, Dale, do you remember back in like the glory days of the internet where you would watch like, it felt like you were watching one of those fucking beheading videos that that we watched. Like you were oh, actually yeah. you were watching a man, and early on in the video, you you know, like you know, this man's going to die, and then you just like slowly watch him get weaker and weaker, mm -hmm. and the life drain out of him. Uh, and it was fucking awful to watch. Um, yeah. So understandably, uh, again, black man dying at the hand of a white police officer. Black uh, unarmed man. Black on our man dating for the for the crime of they thought he was writing a fraudulent check, um, which, as we all know, is punishable by the death sentence in any fucking country on Earth. So definitely a logical response there. Yeah. Uh, and then not only uh, again, like uh, the fucking white cop surprisingly terminated from his job immediately as well as as well as the other cops that were present. But then the fucking um, who was it? The district attorney. Yeah, the district attorney idiot went on TV and basically made a statement like he's like, well, I don't know if we're going to charge him. We don't know if there's like actually a crime that's been committed here. Uh, yeah. And that just kicked off like so you have, you know, hundreds of years of racial tension in the United States. You have, uh, you know, COVID-19 basically kicked our mental health in the fucking skull. And we're, we're all on edge right now. And then uh, this was just the one event that was needed to, to kick the whole tinderbox off. So I think we saw a lot of people going out, obviously, peacefully protesting. And then uh, all of a sudden you see white people showing up at these protests, uh, causing some shit. And there's been a lot of documentation about how um, either they're cops trying to, to discredit the, the uh, I'm, I'm going to use this term loosely, but like the Black Lives Matter movement or just black activism in general. Or it's uh, it's white nationalists or like far right 4chan dickheads uh, who are doing this to uh, just basically cause some shit and probably with the same end result. Sorry for the long preamble. Gentlemen, talk about stuff. I'm going to go pee, but I'm still listening to you. Okay. So I just wanted to say that uh, when the police chief fired, um, I can't remember his name, Derek, Derek Chauvinal or whatever. Chauvin. Chauvin and the three other police officers involved, like immediately he just shit canned them all, which is pretty unprecedented in a situation like this. Usually they open it up 
to like the basic internal affairs for the police department. And then they spend months investigating the whole thing. And then the officers are usually given like two months suspension without pay. But this time they were immediately, all four were fired. And then they brought in the FBI to do the investigation instead of having an in-house internal investigation, which to me was pretty crazy. Cause it's like, that never happens. So, well, I mean, that, that looks to me like optics. Um, yeah. Uh, and and nothing more. I mean, the the state is the state will state, and pigs will pigs, and you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 what they do. I, mm-hmm. I mean, first first of all, if you to assume that they're not sending provocateurs in to do this is insane. They, yeah. That's been that's been the style for hundreds of years. Um, yeah. And furthermore, um, asking the FBI to investigate. Uh, is going to achieve nothing. It's just, just going to, it'll change the color of the cover-up in some way. And it's, and, and you know, yes, these cops were arrested and of course they should be, but it doesn't really, you know, again, it goes back to the thing, who, who can they afford to throw under the bus in this case? Well, they've got these fucking assassins working in this police force, like, like every cop station has. They all got their killers and they all have their job to do and, and they're expendable. Um, you know the, the 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 interesting thing about the interesting tragic and in some ways exciting thing about what's happening right now without i don't want to sound grandiose but because there's riots all the time down in the states or sorry there are protests all the time down in the states but you know this one does feel somewhat different uh i mean to see people attacking the gates of the white house is something yeah, that was that was pretty nuts how they all surrounded that. Yeah. Also, getting police officers to flee a precinct and yeah. did they burn it to the ground? I didn't. I didn't catch the. All I know is I saw the dramatic video of all the police fleeing the the third precinct in Minneapolis. I, I thought it. I thought it. Well, it burned. I don't know if it burned to the ground. <laughs> I'm not sure of the extent of the damage, but um, uh, I, when I went to bed last night, the last thing I saw was that that CNN headquarters in Atlanta was being attacked and i mean just on a personal level as someone with a deep deep contempt for media <laughs> I that, that was media. very satisfying for you yeah it was satisfying <laughs> because, because 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 honestly i would i would say that um in every way cnn and msnbc and what is perceived to be the quote unquote liberal media is every bit as damaging as a donald trump administration i'd agree with that Yep. Yeah. So, so I was really hoping, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that nobody got killed at CNN headquarters and I'm glad that it didn't turn violent, but I was also the, the symbolic gesture of ripping down that sign indicated to me that, that people are for a very long time. And to go back to what you were saying originally, Dale, uh, mm-hmm. the idea that the FBI is going to investigate this thing is fucking ludicrous. The FBI is an agency which is 100% committed to covering things up and always has been. It's about protecting the state. It's about protecting wealth. And it is an, it's, it's an organ of oppression. It's an organ of 
continued imperialism at home and abroad. So fuck the FBI. And well, I think it will be very interesting to see how this all plays out. It's also to give the illusion of uh, of objectivity as well, right? Yes, like exactly. This, yeah, yeah. This sh this shit's gonna play out the exact same. Like they'll probably trot this cop in front of a fucking useless grand jury of yeah. twelve white people who say, "Yes, it's totally understandable that you were afraid of this black man so much that you had to kneel on his windpipe for nine minutes and kill him," yeah. and uh, and they'll they'll absolve them of any responsibility but optically that looks better if that comes down if the fbi absolves them of responsibility than the cops then another cop saying this cop's okay like he's he's my pal we we find him not guilty so um i don't i don't know like, i feel you know, like you're they're gonna charge him they're definitely i feel like they're definitely gonna charge uh derek well they've already charged him with uh third degree murder and manslaughter and i think they'll for sure convict him as kind of like um i don't know like a blah, whatever like just like as an appeasement like look exactly. we got him it's better like we're not going to take this anymore i think they kind of have to throw the book at him just to make an example of that well, what's the good of making an example well they want to show so like the the uh like i don't know who would be in like who would be the ones who would make the show but like the legal people i guess you could say want to make a show that they're not going to yeah. accept this sort of behavior from police officers anymore and they want to show everybody who's protesting that they are willing to make changes that would be the saying, legal people that would that would be the public relations people who yeah want to see but i'm not the saying the legal people yeah. aren't going to do anything I'm not saying they're actually going to do any of this stuff. I'm going to say they're going to charge this guy with third degree murder and manslaughter, which they should because when he was kneeling on the guy's neck, the guy stopped moving and then he held his knee on there for two extra minutes, which is above. Does make it first degree murder? No. First degree murder is you have to have pre-planted. Pre premeditated. Yeah. And it so, wasn't premeditated? No, wow, that's, I mean, you know, it was, it was loose. Maybe not that murder like, specifically. He's like, <laughs> I don't care who it is. I will. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like, yeah. Like Derek said that guy specifically, but what I mean, like, yeah. When I said the legal people, I mean like the American judicial system wants yeah. to look like they care about yes, again. Again, it's about optics, isn't it? So, yeah, so it's definitely about well, optics. Another miracle that I witnessed in the last 24 hours, uh, speaking of CNN, was Cornell West being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. I guess it was yesterday, it was, anyway, yeah. it was in the last 24 hours. And uh, Cornell West, you know, among many wonderful things, said this, the system cannot reform itself. And I think that's the thing that one has to keep in mind at all times, S says the fucking smug middle-class white Canadian, sitting up in his island retreat. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am, by the way, by the way aware of You're this. You're self-aware, at least, yeah. As I speak. Well, you know, it's all very, I, I can sit here and fucking pontificate as much as I like. I'm not down there. Um, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wish there were more Cornell Wests in Canada. And I, I've always felt that whatever happens in the States is only really 10 minutes ahead of what happens everywhere else, um, out here in the civilized Western world. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, the system is not going to reform itself. It's going to protect itself. It's psychopathic. It's got to go. And um, 
I don't know. Maybe this is a turning point. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I think, I think very. I think very people are very aware of how COVID is being used uh, by you know those in power to. Um, you know, I don't think COVID nineteen was planned at all. Uh, however, you know, uh, the other side is really good at um, taking advantage of these sorts of situations. Yeah, and, and you can see you can see that all over the place right now. You can see the, from the lowliest form of disaster capitalism to fucking trillion dollar bailouts for well Wall Street. Yeah, it's all going on right now. I mean, the um, thing that blows my mind is that I don't know how more people aren't looking at how the fucking stock market, like the you look at the mm. Dow Jones over this entire situation. Yeah. And like, how are we not angrier about that? Because right. a lot of people are making a lot of money when like how many people just lost their jobs uh, in North America? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about looting? Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking exactly. Like, yeah. No, the the, the, the the kind of the corporate crime that's happening right now, the, the crimes of the elites, I mean, it's unprecedented. The, fucking, the amount of wealth that's traveling upwards. And, you know, what happened to George Floyd, which happens every day in America, is appalling and, and heartbreaking. Um, so, you know, but as a triggering event, um, it did happen, and it's. Uh, I, I don't know how to finish this sentiment. Okay. Uh, all we can do is sit back and watch. I, I know how you feel not being able to finish sentences. That happens to me <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's picked up on that, but that's uh, – usually I just say I forgot a word and then steps in. <laughs> um, I just also wanted to point out, like, while this was all happening, Trump – for whatever reason, couldn't stay off of Twitter and tweeted a couple things that uh, I'm not going to say caused everything to go south, but didn't s help stopping it from going south. And well, so sorry, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I think all I'm going to say is Trump is the logical conclusion to a what 60 to 65 year experiment in uh, uh, encroaching corporate fascism. Yeah, so that's a good way. We should it. not be surprised by anything that's going on right now, up to and including his dumbass tweets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was, so, all, it was always going to play out this way. Yeah. I'm curious to get Max's take on this because um, what Trump did is he, he sent a couple tweets about how uh, mail, mail in ballots would contribute to like widespread fraud or something. And Twitter threw a fact check label on his tweet. Um, saying, you know, there's no proof that this is linked to, to fraud or election fraud at all. Um, but I want to get your take what, about how these social media platforms are kind of stepping in. And we had Jack Dorsey from Twitter and, and Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook kind of face off. Uh, and Zuckerberg made some bullshit statement about how social media platforms shouldn't be arbiters of truth. Uh, whereas Jack Dorsey said, well, we have a responsibility if tons of people are coming to the site for, for news or, or whatever to, to correct these obvious falsehoods. Like they're not saying what's true or not. They're reporting if something has been, uh, identified as, as false, particularly on the president of the United States tweets. Um, do you, what do you think about social media companies stepping into to that role and responsibility? And do you, do you trust them to do so? 
I don't think they should do it, and I don't trust them. I think um, <laughs> Shit, I was hoping for something punchier than that. Come on, <laughs> I don't, I don't roll think, it back. I don't think that they should be stepping in all willy nilly. What I think should happen, which I'm surprised has taken this long before it happened, was social media should be treated like, for less of a better term, like a newspaper, like the New York Times. If it were to tweet or if it were to publish these tweets, like say in its back section be like oh this is what people are writing and then it just throws in all this like hey speech written stuff on fact check stuff they get sued for liable so i think we got to start treating like twitter and facebook as a publication company where if they do post stuff that's hate speech or that isn't properly fact checked or anything that they can actually be held liable by anybody who's kind of defamed by it or misled by it. And that's kind of, it's weird because Trump was all mad because his tweets got censored. And so he threw in that executive order, which I don't know if he's aware of what would happen if he took out section 230 of that act, it would actually make it more plausible that all these companies would censor their tweets. So what do you guys think about that? All I'm going to say to that is that the, the New York Times has also misled people very badly for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I don't know who we're, we turn to as arbiters of truth besides ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and then we, we have to rely on a decent public education system in order to turn out critical thinkers. And, you know. That's the rub though, right? Like, I, I feel like... Um, yeah, in a perfect world, we'd, we'd all be responsible for determining what, what is true or factual or valid, and we wouldn't have to rely on, like, every, every mass media company or social media platform or corporation, they all have their own, or politician, they all have an agenda, and that's going to taint how they identify or communicate what is true, what is not. But at some point in the last couple decades, the internet punched holes in our brains to the point where we're just not capable of determining fact from fiction anymore. 2015. I, see, I like, I fucking, I see it playing out <laughs> all the, the time. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know what the solution is here because I have people on my fucking Facebook feed tell me, telling me that, um, you know, Bill Gates is going to fucking implant microchips in our skin, uh, from coronavirus vaccines or that, uh, Fuck, I don't even know. What's some Alex Jones bullshit? So, like, so see, see how already a false dialectic is, emerges from that? Because the response for most reasonable people is to go, that's fucking crazy. And then to abandon any critical appreciation, which is the wrong word, for what Bill Gates has done. Bill Gates mm -hmm. is a fucking crook. Bill Gates is not your friend. Bill Gates is not a virologist, and Bill Gates certainly should not be involved in anything to do with developing a vaccine for coronavirus. One only has to look at the work of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to know that they are not working. They're not on our, they're not on our side. He is a, he's a billionaire oligarch who, uh, among other things, is interested in smashing teachers' unions and replacing the education system with something that suits him. And I, I don't want him around. And yet, here I am. I'm now going to be 
uh, people are screaming witch right now because I'm daring to say bad things about Bill Gates. I don't but, think people are going to say that. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm but you know, I, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I'm not. I'm also, you know, again, it's not. This is not QAnon bullshit. It's like fucking yeah. know your enemy. Bill, Bill Gates is your enemy. You know, like Google is your enemy. Facebook's your enemy. It's that simple. Know these things. Go and do some fucking reading, folks. I, I look me as much as anyone. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, fucking throw your phone away. Jesus Christ. It seems, it seems pretty simple <laughs> like to me. And like, you're, you're, you know, your position here, Derek, that, you know, our brains have been scrambled. I think, I think we need to be a little more, um, uh, a little more, a little kinder about each other, or, or at least we should have a bit more respect for each other's intelligence. Yeah, Derek, and we should definitely have more appreciation of each other's smartness. Shut, shut, shut up. up. You're, I'm the not dumbest, you're the shut dumbest up, person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the fucking, it's like the whole, you know, the stu, you want to talk conspiracy theory. The yeah. dumbest fucking conspiracy theory of the last three years is Russiagate. Oh, Unquestionably yeah. the dumbest fucking theory out there. And who's hmm. been pushing it? CNN, MSNBC, and the fucking Democrats. They love that. And educated fucking liberals, centrists, you know. So, um, yeah, I fucking lost my train of thought again. Uh. But... But well, I want to know. So why is, is that dumb? Because it's just like um, I remember my point. Happened or because it's like it's so obvious that fucking like yeah, countries are always fucking meddling in other countries' elections. Like, yeah, this, it's it's dumb I mean, because it was designed entirely to uh, shift blame away from the Hillary, the deeply corrupt Hillary Clinton campaign to shift blame away from that. They want, they're trying to explain why Trump happened. And in the meantime, you know, there are elements within the empire, which would really like a new cold war with Russia because they're mm -hmm. fucking mental cases, all of them, you know, they, and they've got their cold war with China already going on. They want another one. And it, and it, you know, it's, it captivates people. It gives them something to talk about. It's been astonishing to me to see so many educated people who I love, my friends, uh, becoming fucking Neil McCarthyites because the New York Times insists that a fucking couple of Facebook ads actually swung the, the US election. That is insane on its face. But going, the point I was originally trying to make was oh, this. We got back there's, right. there's, a, there's an assumption behind this stupid theory that people are too dumb to know what they're reading. And I disagree. I think actually lots of people know what they're fucking reading. And I think that's why lots of people converged on CNN last night to tear down that side because they know they're being lied to. And I think we have to give folks more credit, um, except for the ones that I've just been pitching about. <laughs> okay. So how, <laughs> yeah, how, how do we temper that? Because there's like, there's the, uh, you keep using a term that uh, escapes me right now, but there's like these wide, extremist swings of like things like bill gates is bad which is like that's rational that's this horrible binary universe we and then in. there's the the bill gates uh wants to microchip you and and track your every movement and he's doing so, so through a coronavirus vaccine right how do, how do we get more people into that area where they are critical but not so critical that they just start like watching Infowars and believing all this like the, the craziest imaginable shit. Um, what's another? David, uh, David Ick? David Ike? David Ike. Ike. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing his fucking name bandied about lately. And it's like, didn't that guy believe that we were like... Lizard people. Liz literal lizard people. Yeah. Which is like, 
And I don't know if that's a metaphor for something because I've never it's, actually. It's read. not a metaphor. He believes people turn into lizards. Well, no, there's. I think there's some debate about that. It could be a metaphor for Jews. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just fucking derailed everything. <laughs> well, um, no. Uh, well, no. But I mean, uh, uh, traditionally, uh, you know, for, for uh, when when conspiracy theory, as such started to take hold say in the 60s and 70s there, there was a sort of particularly virulent strain that was um subtextually uh, very anti-semitic uh, mm-hmm. or it, sometimes it wasn't even subtextual and so i think i you know i some would say that david ike uh sort of just de- developed developed that particular flower into something else so so the jews became the lizards and and you know, I mean, if if you're insane, there's a certain logic to it, I suppose. But um, you know, uh, not, not digging uh, into that one. <laughs> no, no, there, no. Well, there's no logic to it at all. It's horrible. And but here's the thing, you know. And I don't want to repeat myself, but da- but you know, David Icke is awful, and Alex Jones is really awful. And in both cases, they have made statements or they've pursued uh, ideas or stories that have some truth in them. And those stories are now untouchable. They've been toxified by these, um, whatever, I don't know, these fuckers. <laughs> they've, they've wrecked it. And, yeah. uh, and I'm going to wind way back to the beginning and say, like, for instance, you know, if you were to just type in JFK assassination in, into Google, one of the first things, one of the first returns you might get is some batshit, stupid Alex Jones theory about how LBJ did it, you know. Um, uh, that's that's really i believe their function i believe that's why they have either been allowed to survive and, and even thrive or or in some cases they they've even been employed or used as assets or uh, otherwise um, harnessed by certainly by us intelligence agencies who are in the fucking game of disinforming people because because a disinformed population is you know rendered useless Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, I would fold Google and Facebook and Twitter and all of these other platforms that we're all addicted to. I would fold that into the program. And again, they might be unwitting in their, their help, but that's, but the, certainly they're being used and certainly on some, some level, even if it's just in terms of, uh, you know, profit, they're in cahoots with the worst, the worst element inside uh, world, you know, the U.S. government, definitely. And and certainly the UK government, anybody else involved in the Five Eyes Network, whoever, like they're all insane. But anyway, um, wait, what's it's sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but the Five Eyes Network, I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that, what so. is that? It's UK, Australia, America, Canada. I don't know. It's it's a big global surveillance apparatus. Now, you're, if I go into this, I'm going to start sounding like Alex Jones. And no, I don't no, I don't. Do I don't want to. I don't want to so. put I you on the spot. I I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I want. I'm just saying that I don't think any of our, if I don't know this and I'm a dabbler in this sort of thing, I doubt any of our listeners are going to know what the five eyes network intelligence organizations uh, in the West um, cooperate and uh, share intelligence. And five eyes is, is a, one of the programs that we know about that that, that, that does exactly that. Um, And any, you know, anything that actually makes it into the public sphere is, is, you know, 10% of what's really going on. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So I mean, that's look pretty... up Five Eyes. It's horrifying. So, you yeah. know, we had GCHQ in the UK. 
you have um, the NSA in the States, you have whatever it is in Australia, New Zealand is also involved, which breaks my heart because I really, I really have a lot of respect for New Zealand. But, I think um, New Zealand to Australia is the way everybody views Canada to yeah you think of anything bad coming from that area of the world you're like oh it's all Australia New Zealand hasn't done anything they are so innocent and you just think of like these cute little sheep herders in these like coastal mountains and forests and you're like they would never do anything bad and then, they produced the Hobbit trilogy yeah <laughs> I was gonna say Peter J. Yeah, the, I mean, but they also the produced Concords, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. They did that too. Yeah, that's what all balances out. Yeah. And, anyway. Uh, okay. Sorry. Can I get another beer? Yeah, go get a beer. Yeah, you're go for in. It. You're in your bar. We're in intermission. Dale and I are just going to shit talk you while you're gone, and then you'll right. come back, and yeah. you'll never know. All right. Pull, pull your plugs out. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, this is awkward. Hey, Dale. What's up, man? Man, it's like having an adult on the podcast. It's, it's fucking like every, weird. Every time I try to say something unintelligent, he's like, actually, no, this is why you're wrong. Uh, Here's why you're dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah, usually uh, I'm just used to you saying that, and it's like, well, it doesn't matter, because Derek's so, also dumb. New rule for podcast guests. They have yeah. to uh, baseline be dumber than you and I are. Yeah, I would say they have to always not make us look dumb, and yeah. Basically, yeah, what you just said. Perfect. Like, let's, uh, yeah, exclusively get toddlers uh, and maybe, like, first graders. I'm sure Noah would uh, would come on. Oh, man. We should have this exact podcast with all these exact subjects with Noah talking with, about with it. With a six-year-old kid, yeah, because then he'll make us look smarter. Oh, Adrian, you're back. What's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Were you guys talking about my bald spot? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely oh, in a place to talk about that. We were we were just saying so far you've proven to be too smart, and in the future we're only going to have people who are dumber than us because we don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yeah, you're both the funniest guys on Twitter. Oh. First of all, I'll take that. Fuck. I'm not yeah, even going to research and, it. Uh, <laughs> you are the funniest people on Twitter. <laughs> and, and believe me, I'm an idiot. <clears throat> I just have strong opinions. But, uh, <laughs> that's, but you sell them well. I think that's, yeah. that's the big thing. <laughs> you, you speak with conviction. It doesn't matter what you're saying. I mean, My... I want to buy snake oil from you right now. <laughs> I don't even care what's in it. <laughs> I have a very simple project. My simple project is uh, that I, I really resent being lied to. Yeah. And, and, and it's really, for me, it's been many, many years of, of weeding through what I think is real and not real. And mm -hmm. I think we're all doing that, but um, uh, I've been doing it longer. So <laughs> for our listeners and anybody out there, where, what's a good source people can go to to find, like, because everybody's like, oh, you got to find news that's not lying to you. Infowars.com. Nobody, ever, nobody ever tells you what that oh, news man. source is. So what is... You don't even have to tell people where they should go. Just tell us what is a site or a newspaper or whatever that you go to that you trust. Who I, do you trust? Yeah. I, I don't – where do I go? There's a lot of things. I like Truth Dig. I think that's real good. I, I know, I'm not going to throw website names at you. I think, you know, I think a, a journalist like Chris Hedges is somebody you can trust. How about that? I think, I think anybody who has not been touched by corporate money generally can be trusted. I think Max Blumenthal is great. I think um, – I don't know. We're talking a lot about American stuff, but I, yeah, I guess I mean, that's, you know, 
if they're you leading the world Canadian and guys too. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Canadian media bores the shit out of me. How about you guys? <laughs> well, there's not that much going on up here. We like Canada's so uh, boring. We just tune into the states to get all of our fire on. Like yeah. right now, what's trending in Canada is everybody brought up Trudeau wearing blackface again because they're like, "What? You think you're racist in the states? We got some racism up here." Remember that thing we were talking about a year ago that we mostly got over. They're like, yeah. they tried to bring that up again. Uh, I mean, amusing aside here, my, my son has a, a stuffed hedgehog. Um, and uh, I was putting him to bed the other night and he showed me the hedgehog and he had colored the face on it black. And this was like <laughs> immediately after like all these race protests were going on in the state. So did you cancel like, your son? Yeah, I was like, this is a very problematic time to be doing this. What's wrong with you? And, uh, yeah, I, I rehomed him. He doesn't live here anymore. So. <laughs> right. But did, right. did he tell you why he did it or was he just, no, like... it was just boy, he thought it was funny. Like it wasn't, it wasn't actually a race thing to him. It's just like a kid coloring a hedgehog's face black. Um, mm. I don't think there was any like malicious intent behind it, but, uh, you know, don't let the news media get, get it. No, fuck. I'm, Dale, edit this out when you edit the part. <laughs> I definitely will. I will. I will edit the part where Derek sounds worse than Dale. Right out of there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I get. I get what you're saying. There was apparently this news story in uh, Toronto of police throwing a black woman off of an apartment complex balcony. Did you guys hear about this? What? Yeah, I saw. I I got a. Yeah, I saw a, a thing. When did that happen? I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, it was what uh, two di two days ago, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'd be I'd be very um, wary of wading into this. I don't I don't know enough about it. Uh, yeah, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, are... I haven't read anything on it. So, like always, my my opinion is going to be very uneducated on the subject. Um, are they sure she didn't like? russian fall off the balcony well no official story is that she jumped to her death yeah. or or fell to her death but uh they are saying uh i'm just reading a, a news story here but uh 29 year old was in the midst of a mental health crisis uh police were called to the apartment um and then she was asked to enter her apartment and followed in by several officers she called out for help from her mother and then fell to her death is the official story so that's well, a, you know, uh, so already uh, highly suspicious, I'd say. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm not saying she just jumped on her own free will or anything. And it is weird that she called out for her mother. And I don't know. It's hard to parse what actually happened here. So, like, I'm I don't want to. I'd like to know how a bunch of cops couldn't prevent a person from leaping. Yeah, seven officers and a, and a 29-year-old woman. And they just, I mean, they couldn't, she overpowered them all and leapt to her death, eh? I mean, so here's, here's where my, my uh, here's where I, where, where I, my, the reactive part of me kicks in. And, and I assume, sadly, uh, that uh, cops kill people all the fucking time. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm not, I, if it was, if it was to emerge that, yeah, she had, for whatever reason, been chucked. Or there was some sort of altercation that led to her death. Uh, would I be surprised? Not remotely. You would not be terribly shocked by that, yeah. No, of course not. So, 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 so my immediate, 
I don't know enough about it, so I feel weird talking about it. It sounds yeah. fucking, it's horrible already. We should have just but, not brought it up at all. But anyway, seven cops and one person and one dead black person. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is kind of suicide. I mean, it's a, so there's a, at a certain point. Um, this is kind of related, but but at at, at a certain point, uh, I, you get into this weird gray area where where you can sort of demand too much, quote unquote, proof of something. At a certain at a certain point, I think it's fine to kind of go with your intuition on things. Mm-hmm. And and so one of the things that media is really good at is um, forcing you to question your intuition. And and as I've gotten older and have wrestled with the question of um, why successive governments in my lifetime, I grew up under the Thatcher regime in the UK in the 80s. So I saw what a a, a really ex, a, a, an extremist can do to a country. It was fucking horrifying. And um, as I've gotten older and I've seen things get worse and worse, they never get better. They just get worse. And I have children too, Derek, as I've said. I've got a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old. She'll be 15 in a couple of months. Uh, I'm looking for metaphysical answers to this question. I, like, I've actually, I've stopped being an atheist. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Oh, ab- this is absolutely. actually quite a surprise to me. So are you... <laughs> Do you believe it's more it's more it's kind of a political stance because because I I find you know especially with the new atheist movement sort of got fired up a few years back yeah with fucking Dawkins and Sam Harris and all those other morons Um, (laughs) although smug self-satisfied well-educated moron um, I I got really tired with their arrogance and felt that they were attacking uh, good people uh, who who were simply looking for a a decent, an easy to understand moral and ethical framework by which to live their lives. And if you need to fucking have a God for that, great, go for it. Why would we stand in their way and why would we shout them down or humiliate them? Um, Yeah. And, 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 that those thoughts eventually turned to, you know, my own sort of questions about that sort of thing. Um, uh, I, I do think the universe is magic. I do think that uh, you know, whatever, this, whatever dimension we exist in is uh, impoverished. Uh, and we, we in, in the sense that, you know, we're surrounded all the time by miracles. We're surrounded by all sorts of things we can't explain. And science fails miserably in trying to explain them and offers us sort of 19th century materialist solutions that don't really work. And, um, and I, I'm not, that doesn't make me anti-science, but it certainly makes me anti-scientist. If you know, not scientist, but yeah. scientist, the scientism, the religion of science bothers me. Yeah. And I, and I, and this is all to me in my mind appended to sort of, uh, the, the sort of centrist liberal educated world that we all inhabit. Uh, where a lot of people think they're maybe they're they're smarter than those dumb fuckers down in the states carrying guns, but we're not. We're not. Yeah. We're luckier, and we've been just as conditioned and programmed as they have, maybe in a different direction. But we're still victims of some sort of program. So I just so want just that. It's so just that. I, uh, 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 I, uh, I just wanted to clear up one thing, like. Sorry, Adrian was saying he's not atheist. Are you more of an agnostic or are you prescribing to any... I believe the universe is magic. That's all I'm saying. That's a great-ass belief. And I like it because it's a little more optimistic than 
I mean, ev- everything else. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's a level of optimism in there you definitely don't see in science that you don't see in a lot of a lot of yeah, organized I, religions. I, so. I, well, I mean, I think I don't want to beat up on science because I love science and science is really important and I and I appreciate that I'm still around because of science in a lot of ways. Um, no, I'm I'm more talking about the. The, like the, the, the sort of general theory. ideology behind it, which, which would yeah. view, say, the universe as, a, as a, uh, a, an expanse of dead matter uh, that has no meaning outside of, of, of its um, quantifiability, uh, you know, in terms of uh, electrons and protons, and we just keep getting in quarks, and we keep getting smaller and smaller, and we have to measure everything based on some 19th century idea about how the universe works, which is not how the universe works, clearly, and it's an old idea. I say the same thing about politics, by the way. We're, we're, we're attacking uh, modern problems with 19th century politics, and they're not relevant anymore. It's like yeah. asking a fucking locomotive engineer to critique a Concorde. It's <laughs> a bad example because the Con- Concorde's dead. Yeah, yeah, they kind of quit using those a while yeah. ago. Was, <laughs> blow like, well, when you were on Salt point. Spring Island, uh, <laughs> they uh, retired the Concorde. Since uh, you moved out of Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are uh, not using the Concorde these days. Yeah. Do you think that, that uh, democracy as it, as it currently exists, do you think that is is a political institution that will like... Because it's not... It, it's You don't? Somebody has cracked the fucking code and, uh, you know, it's, no, I, I think it died maybe, yeah. you know, five or what six de- elections ago. What but democracy? I, yeah. yeah. Listen, again, again. Illusion. Listen, speaking as a privileged white Canadian who, who's still <laughs> hanging in by his fucking bloody fingernails, still hanging in to the middle class. Yeah. You know, uh, no, there's no fucking democracy. Are you kidding? It's a corporate government. Our government is corporate. I, you know, you might like Justin, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, we're not, I don't like, we're I don't like any of them. They're all we're not big fans here on our age factor. So this is, this is where that whole thing about intuition comes in. You know, like yeah. now I'm just sounding like Archie Bunker. But, but for fuck's sake, I mean, how much more do you need? How much more do you, proof do you need that a good guy... Uh, I, I don't want to get into this because we're very lucky up here. Damn it. <laughs> we're very lucky. Yeah, we up are. Here. We're. I, I think our thing is that we're comparatively lucky. Yeah. Because all you have to do is like look at the U.S. Mm. But I think in in a lot of ways that um, Canadian leaders traditionally just kind of get a free fucking pass because it's always like, well, it's not as bad as the guy in the states, and and that's it. And we don't do the sh- the shit that they do in the states. And like very racism in Canada, you know, racism in Canada isn't as bad as it is in the states. So we don't have oh, racism man. here. And um, you know, it's we we really believe our own bullshit a lot of the time because we really do. We're we're focused on the U.S. so much of the time, and and yeah, comparatively, things never seem as bad here. That's a very good point, actually. It's, it's something worth exploring, how, you know, America really provides us all with a focus and a punching bag uh, mm-hmm. you know, so that we're not examining our own shit. Yeah, it's always like the, well, you better not talk out because uh, dad's going to make your life as bad as it is for those guys in the States, so just take what you have here. And so far, we're pretty, I'd say we're pretty lucky because there's never been anything egregious that the the canadian government has tried to do to us just because it would be except for residential schools but let's put that aside okay 
Prove me wrong. He again. meant, he meant, he meant us as white people, Adrian. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> I meant us as in lately, like in the last couple decades. It's just kind of been like Canada has. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't. Sorry, I interrupted you again. No, go ahead. Well, I'm not, I'm not happy that my tax dollars paid for um, peacekeeping in Afghanistan. I didn't fucking vote for that. <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Uh, not really, not really happy with what's the price tag on that pipeline now? It's fucking eight billion. What is it? What you know, they more, paid more than they originally said. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I describe those things. Yeah, right. maybe I'm getting carried away, but I call oh, them fine. egregious. Why? Well, I, I mean, like more than our. I was just gonna say our basic day-to-day freedoms. Yeah. That. Yes. In the states, it seems like they're always trying to claw away from everybody, but up here, it's like. I mean, a lot of them, like free speech and stuff, we never had to begin with. We had like, the, like we ha- our rights and freedoms are a lot different than the states, but they haven't been like, oh, uh, in your own, for your own security, we're going to take these all away. He, up here, it's more like all through taxes, like the way the government takes uh, advantage of all Canadians is like, oh, we're just going to take a little bit more of your cheese. Don't worry about it. It's for your own good. They're not like, we're taking away your right to do this. Do you well, know what I mean? Do you feel more free here, though? Like, do you feel like we have, we have more personal freedoms than than they do in the in the U.S.? I'm asking. That, uh, that's a question I'm posing to both of you. I feel like we have more personal freedoms, good and bad. Like, we have more freedom to get sick and die because they don't have like institutionalized healthcare, but they also have like an actual free speech. Um, as much as it's coming into question right now, like the Charter of Rights and Freedoms doesn't actually have that built into it. Like it's very similar, but it doesn't go to the extent as they do down there. I feel like in general, to be just like a middle of the road Canadian, you have more freedom. But if you are super rich in the States, then you have way more freedom down there. Oh, well, that's the key thing though. I mean, you know, in this world, money is freedom. Yeah. So, so I'll put it this way. I feel that my freedom is diminishing rapidly. Right now. Because and uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to get that freedom back. That's a good <laughs> so, point. Yeah. We should also add that, you know, if any of us was living in, on a reserve in northern Alberta, not much we would have, be having a much different conversation for yeah. sure. Or even like, yeah, living on the, the down, like it is, that, that's a great point. Like it is very much like economic freedom is, is freedom. And uh, we do see this, this winding erosion between. Um, and, so what know, are we actually talking about? What are we talking about when we say freedom? We're actually talking about, um, you know, how's your bank? It's pretty much what it comes down to. And so, and, and so they're, they're, therefore, it's, it's a, a system that I, I really am free, uh, more and more uh, inclined to want to uh, separate myself from, but, it, but it's impossible. It's a trap. <clears throat> oh, we can all just move to uh, one, of the, one of the Gulf Islands. No, you can't. Yeah, you throw see. our phones in the ocean. You can't. You can't, though, because I still have, you know, I still got to, like, my well broke the other day. My well pump. Yeah. I, I, I had to pay an electrician to come and fix it because I'm not, I haven't quite figured out uh, yet how to fix a well pump. Oh, <laughs> and don't my, worry. I don't my, know how to fix one either. If my septic system goes wrong, well, yeah. fuck. 
What am I going to do? Oh, go back to with, the, my, with my bare hands? No. Come back to us, Adrian. Go, go back to the good old days. Just shit in the woods, man. Yeah, come back to, You're on an island. Come back to the city. There's plenty of room. <laughs> we have septic tanks here, and you don't even need a well here. We'll just give you water out of a tap. <laughs> did, did you, uh, go ahead, Adrian. No, I was going to ask, if you got, do you guys have another, uh, another topic that you need? I was actually thinking we, we should probably wrap it up quick. Yeah, we've been running for an hour. We can. Uh, your your beer's looking a little low, so we yeah, can, we're an hour. And oh, yeah, definitely low now. Yeah. Uh, all right, hey Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me, Adrian Mack, formerly of uh, the Nerve Magazine and a uh, and other media organs, will remain <laughs> unnamed. Um, a weekly entertainment. Can people, are you active on the internet? Do you have like a social media profile? People I, I try not on? to be, but I do, I do have a Twitter. <laughs> uh, so you can find me at fucking Adrian Mack. I don't know. And um, uh, the other thing I should mention is that uh, uh, I, I have a podcast of my own. You do? Um, yeah, uh, it's new. And it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've been putting together with Brad Damsgaard who oh. was the former publisher and editor of the Nerve magazine, who also uh, moved out to Salt Spring Island. And oh, cool. we have a thing called The Escapists, which you can find at uh, www.escapists.ca. Nice. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a podcast about leaving the city and figuring out how to have a fucking well and a septic tank in your, <laughs> <laughs> in your rural... Um, compound yeah that's what we talk about well, that's not very cool. good but very you cool know. <laughs> oh yeah you're both pretty uh intelligent and engaging guys so that's uh and it, based on the advice you've given us uh as we're all gonna flee to these remote islands and rural communities <laughs> this is, i'm gonna make this my step-by-step -step guide uh for doing yeah so. that's what it's for it's for people like you Derek. people yeah. who feel like they're <laughs> ready to me, let man. it all go <laughs> <laughs> perfect man well thanks again so much uh hey listeners thanks for tuning in to this episode uh as always i've been your co-host derek bolin you can follow me on the twitter machine at herder i've been your other co-host dale deruder you can find me on the twitter machine at super dalebot adrian uh, did you, you give do you, you hey, fucking I, gave I, it I, dale did, you fucking... i've been your guest host adrian mack and you <laughs> you can find me on twitter but i don't know why you would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Outrage Fact Pod, uh, Twitter.com slash Outrage Fact Pod. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. And if you really like us, uh, head on over to Patreon and throw us some money. Uh, and we will donate to the Adrian Mack Septic Relief Fund. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and until next so week, stay angry.